Welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast, home of real beer, real breweries, real opinions. This week we give you a putty update, we talk about windswept, and we find out if I'm a bomb scare. Fish Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode. My name is Gavin. I've got my usual drinking buddies in the form of Callum, Mark, and Scott. Good evening. Hello. As always, if you listen to this podcast, make sure you subscribe, hit the ding and link to be notified of all the latest episodes. If you're watching us on the YouTube, make sure you subscribe as well. You can show your support by giving us a five star rating or your official support by going to patreon.com forward slash beer. Fridge podcast. All right, we'll start off as we normally do, go around the virtual table and we'll see what we're drinking to kick things off. Callum, what's in your glass? Well, pink, pink elephants are on parade tonight. Um, I'm drinking Delirium's Nocturnum, um, which is their dark, strong dark beer, eight and a half percent. And uh, this was part of the um, beer merchants box that I got in November, December. Um, with all my Belgian stuff in it, and this one is delicious. Um, lovely dark brown uh, colour, nice head that's sticking around um, quite well. Um, really nice caramel malty um, nose, but it's also got some spices in there as well, kind of licorice um, mm. vibes. Really quite alcoholic at the start, but not un- you can know unpleasantly. Um, almost like a liqueur type vibe. Um, woody chocolate and coffee, and uh, yeah, delish. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Gilroy, what you got, mate? Still dry, dry. You got a bit. What you say? Ten days left. Yeah, I um, it's been well. It's gone all right. I'm still sober, which is good. I even survived a night, a Friday night. You use clowns. Present. Um, okay, well, I will. I after a few um. A couple of delays. Finally got my uh, mash gang box, so I'm on chug this eve, which I think everybody else has pretty much tried except me. Um, so I was looking forward to it, and doesn't need to disappoint. It's an excellent kind of easy pale ale. The head dissipates pretty quick, but the flavours are all there. It's got a bit of body to it. Galaxy Citra, El Durudu, Amarillo, Vic Secret. Mango and passion fruit are your what you're looking for flavour wise, and it's got that. It's pretty fruity. It's definitely a million times better than the um, the fucking liquid deaths I've been drinking of late. So yeah, much about a, a huge improvement on that. And um, with the exception of a couple of the alcohol-free beers that we had on Friday night, um, the it's the best alcohol-free I've had so far. With the exception of Guinness, Guinness has got it first out. By a long shot, I think. Um, mm. But in terms of paleos, that's the one of the the best, as we expect for Mesley. Indeed, indeed, we do. Uh, I myself uh, have got uh, another beer from Arbor Motueka, uh, gluten free single hot pale ale. Um, that it's wackage and wise. It's saying 
obviously hoppy Motoka pale with bold tropical fruit flavors and aromas. It's four percent. Um, oh, it's all right. It is. It's kind of grassy or a wee bit hoppy. It, it is smooth enough. It's nice enough. It just it is one of those beers because it is a single hop beer and it's so low in ABV. You just find it's lacking something. It needs. It needs other friends, hop friends beside it to help out a wee bit. But it's nice enough. Um, hop friends. Need some hot friends, which I'm fucking trademarking that, by the way. Uh, go on then, Mark. I'm on Mash Gang as well. Uh, so I've got Stoop, the American uh, Pilsner, uh, to whopping 0.5%. Um, I've got to admit, this is the second can I've had a Stoop, and the first can I was quite disappointed, and I was a bit... I was ready to... Uh, Throw some shade, as I would say. Um, uh, the second, this the, the, uh, that was partly why I was like, I'm going to start with this because if it's the same, I'm just going to go straight in. This can's much, it's much nicer um, in terms of it's cleaner, it's crisper. They're getting all the pills and all kind of vibes to it. Obviously, it's super light. There is a bit of metallic vibes to it, but it's an American style lager, mm-hmm. so it has the, you know, the Budweiser, you know. I'm still bush sort of vibes to it that you would come to expect from American um, style beer. There's do you think that's deliberate though? Do you well, think that the metallic vibe is deliberate? Well, or is that just like an off taste? Well, I didn't get that in the first can, so right, okay. the first can was as flat as a donut, basically. So I, th- I felt like it was a dud, and I was a bit as I'm saying that. I, I kind of scribbled some notes on it, and I thought this it's got more pale ale vibes. And I remember the like we, we waxed lyrical about the whole stoop, and I know I preferred the Japanese version than the American one when we had them both the last time. But the the first can it was it was kind of it was like a dud. So whereas this is like it's lager vibes, you know what I mean? It's proper, um, it's proper American vibe. Dare I say, traditionally mass-produced beer, which is exactly what's on the, their wackaging as well. To be fair, now there is my mate Nelson in there and uh, Galaxy, and I've got to admit, I'm not getting any Nelson at all. I'm getting a bit of oaky vibe to it, which I scribbled down here, and as I'm kind of Lightly hopped and aged in an oak barrel, so I'm taking that as a win. Um, refreshing, dry finish. It's not overly as dry as I would like, but again, my palate's slightly different. I'm kind of it's it's dry in the sense that I wanted you want to drink it and drink it. So I suppose that's lending itself to the American pills uh, vibes. But I've got to admit, it's um, I'm. I'm in a far better position with it now than I was as of before I came in because I was coming in to shit all over it, to be completely honest. Mm, coming in to throw some shade on Mash? 100%. Well, like, yeah, Mash is uh, a top dude and they make amazing beers, but if you don't make, if I drink a bad beer, I'm going to tell you. So The people's shade? People's shade. Oh. I was going for the people's elbow then, I kind of fucked up there. No good luck. Um, as you mentioned, Scott, uh, briefly, we ventured out on Friday um, to Salt Horse to sample some pate. We'll get to the end of the night later on. Um, it's a bit of a disaster. Uh, <laughs> but 
to kind of start the show for obviously me and Callum because we were drinking alcohol was good it was going to be putty sampling it from keg for the first time first time I've had it from keg I've had a can the day before on the Thursday it arrived um I very sneakily cleverly um got it delivered to my mum's instead of instead of my house so it arrived the same day I arrived up the road um I arrived at 20 past four and I had it open by half past four decent which I I, I kind of I was I was very eager and keen to get a review out there in the in the social media world and whatnot and fire out there and be we weren't the first but be quicker than other people and on the hype train and I mentioned it was it felt green and I still believe it was a wee bit green no fucking majorly green like it was two years ago uh, but people are oh, wouldn't mine's was fine mine's was fine no I'm no I'm thinking. I still think it was green, but I'm thinking, was it just because it was literally fucking in the door two seconds and I've whacked it in a can and a glass of It would have still been cold though, mate. It's fucking Scotland in, in the back of a van. Yeah. So. If it was green, it was green. I wouldn't let I wouldn't let other people's taste buds tell you otherwise. Because I said that on Friday like the, when you were drinking it. Like it's your taste buds, it's your um you know, it's your thought process behind that. If you feel that there was a bit of a burn in there that you said on the hop side that is more hot bitter than anything else, then fair play. Um, right. I'm still waiting on mine, to be fair. I uh, Mine's has been returned to sender, which is an absolute travesty. So I'm uh, I'm putty-less at this moment in time. Not that I was there, uh, be drinking. That's, however, that's not very good. Ooh. However, um, I've been some funky camera work here. No, yeah. what I've done is a fucking mice and a You know, actually, you know, actually changing the camera angles and moving, changing between, between different shots. This is yeah, yeah. Cal, you were obviously, you were the only one that was obviously on it since Gav's um, away. Um, what was your initial thoughts of putty and keg? It was really, really nice. Um, I mean, it's. We've spoken very often about how much a marketing, you know, genius, whoever it was that decided that they were going to do this every year for Verdant, and and it is, it is a cracking beer. I really enjoyed it, um, but I, I mean, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's, you know, the best double IPA that I've ever had. Um, I mean, it was really strong. And you know the, the hop flavours were, were tremendous, really juicy, tropical flavours, really thick, great mouthfeel. You know, it's absolutely everything that you want from a double IPA. Um so so as far as that goes, it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. Um Here was what I was thinking earlier on, right? I was so um just about an hour ago and I was like, so I was the bit of me was thinking, is this like it's obviously gathered a bit of a hype train. Right, and as you said, it is it's a good double IPA, but it doesn't like you don't drink it and go, oh my god, like this is like the best dip I've ever tasted. This is like changing the fucking world. Oh my god, it's just so like, good. Do you think it's like one of those ones where if you were there at the beginning of like craft beer in the UK and you had the first party, like it's more nostalgic for those type of people, whereas for us, it's maybe we're like, oh, we we are literally just getting wrapped up in this whole fucking mad hype. We're all need to maybe. make it. I don't know what the craft beer scene was like, you know, three or four years ago, in terms of the availability of beers like that. 
you know, and it's maybe just that the the rest of the the rest of the, the scene has caught up and is now brewing similar beers um, to an equal standard. Um, it's, that's maybe the case that the, the market's now a bit more saturated with you know beers that are on a par. So you might be right, but but yeah, I mean, I certainly don't think it stands above. For example, the the track beer that I had last week. Yeah. Um, the, the the collaboration that they did with the brewery from I think it was from Oregon. So if you um, remember, um, um, maybe two years ago we had Andy on, um, who runs the Instagram page IPA Adventures. Mm. So like he he put up a couple of days before party was released, he put up a, a beer from Track, a reprise it was called, it was a, a double IPA, um, with that new Phantasm hop thing, mm-hmm. kicking about. And he, then he, um, a couple of days after the putty release, he put his putty um, review up, and he's, he's basically went around the of it's a good beer, it's a good solid dipper, but from what he's had the last twelve months or whatever, for for him, that new track dipper was a hundred was a lot better than putty. Mm. He still gave it a four and a half out of five in his rating, yeah. and he gave the track one four point seven five, so. Thing. I, I said this to you, I think I said that to you last week, and I definitely said it on Friday, but it was never, ever going to live up to the hype. The, the train is like, it's yeah. unstoppable. And don't get me wrong, like, we are, like, we've had three episodes in a row where this has been our, like, our biggest topic, and part of me is annoyed at that because we are feeding this. Hype trade, yeah. and 50 percent of us still haven't tried it, so yeah. <laughs> true. And yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get my <laughs> at this rate, so who knows? Um, but uh, so I'm a bit, I'm, I'm totally torn behind it, but between it, I'm on the, like, I'm and a bit for me to know is like, see, next year I'm, I'm just like probably not going to bother, right? Because I, I, I I had FOMO last year. I was like, oh, shit, I missed it. Purely because of the hype and all the Instagram and whatnot. And then this year, I'm getting that, I'm getting that. I go to it and I'm like, I mean, it's not a. I think it's, it's the safest thing. bet to tell you that in like 11 months' time, you're 100% buying, buddy. No, but I, <laughs> I, I, if, I, if I feel how I felt, I, so don't you know, on keg, it was really good. Really, really good. A lot better than what I felt like on can, can. Can, like I said, felt a wee bit. A wee bit green, um, well, just a wee bit. But I've mean, always been like super critical of it because. But you have to what... be critical if you make that much noise, mate. Like, dare I say, it, it's not like any other. Well, there is like other launches, but like there's a select few. We spoke about it last week. What what day is it? There's only a select few days mm-hmm. in the beer calendar that are like cemented in. Whereas, yeah. Releases get done all the time, and if if you've never seen it, the Colonel launched their Dunkel last week, and it was probably the release, and their thing was the release that no one knows about, and I totally had to chuckle about that because I know it's a totally different, and again, it's marketing, yeah. it's the it's the the perception of a brewery. It's almost, and, it's almost unfair for other breweries to even try or attempt to like release a beer. In fucking January because this nobody they can't got any money anyway. Everyone's waiting for next week's pay. Someone like I I didn't get my bruiser box this month because I knew I was buying putty. 
anyway. But that's what I'm saying. So, but like, there's beers that are out there that are getting released, and I, I can almost guarantee you that the Colonel's Dunkel will be an incredible beer. Mm-hmm. It will be incredible. Uh, but it's the what you say. It's the beer launch that no one knew about because it's the hype. The train is getting worse than you thought of. Full steam. But like you said, Callum, that's the marketing behind it. You know, it's the route to market and is sold within 10 minutes and obviously their keg stuff is sold and you're seeing a few places picking it up now like the second wave um kegs and that are coming through i know cool shipyard are doing their four pound 44 schooners tonight um which again you'll hear this on wednesday and it was on tuesday night so i'm guessing if there's any beer left um but let's be honest <coughs> uh, if they're selling schooners at 444 because that's the cost price of the schooner. So the cool shipyard are not making any money on the uh, on the, low, on the beer. Because, I mean, if you do what we did, we only had, I know, because it was seven quid a fucking, seven quid, mind you, but you have, we had, I had two of them mm-hmm. and, and tried some other bits. No, I don't. If you're going there, you're going to try multiple beers, but it's the, it's the hype beer, so it pulls people. Pulls people in, um, especially during the week, especially when it's fucking blown a hoodie. Yeah, well, that's true. Getting oh. anybody out down um, the south side today or whatever is going to yeah. be but, uh, the salt horse was a good shop and uh, great food, and the, there was some cracking beers on, um, strong on the old uh, oh, fucking hell, what, what breweries was that again? Berber. New Barnes, New Barnes. New Barnes. Black Ale. New Barnes and Black Ale were, were the two beers, the two breweries that had you know multiple um, options on the, the the on the menu there, and we tried most of them to be fair, and and I don't think we had a bad beer. You guys had a couple of the alcohol free numbers that were on 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 offer. Both were all right, yes, sir. there was a stout and an IPA on on keg um, from the alcohol free perspective. How's it going with you guys? The stout was a bit wishy-washy for me. Um, it looked the best, though. It did look the I best. Thought I thought it was the better of the two. Uh, you said that. I, I kind of preferred the pale. But um, the, the best non-alcohol beers we had were from uh, Brulo and Mickler, and they were the cans that we had, to be completely honest. Um, Which it was good to see, because no money, like, if you've... That was, what, two different draft alcohol-free options and then... Two or three different cans. There must have been more than that as well. So mm-hmm. there was there was a good right. few um, like alcohol options as well right, to try. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Like if you're in that area, kind of down the grass market or around about that kind of area at all the high street, if you're looking for a decent beer and a decent bite to eat. Can I say fairer than the salt horse? Like mm-hmm. there's a record shop two doors up. There's you're down onto the grass market within a couple of minutes if you want. There's plenty of pubs around about and. It's kind of tucked up, so you're not getting like, all the all your idiots that don't know what they're drinking go to the three sisters and, and the various bits along there, and you can kind of mm-hmm. sneak along that one wee bit further and just up to the left there before you get to Pleasance. And it's it's quite well hidden, but that also means that the clientele and everyone are always great. The people that work there are brilliant. The food's mm-hmm. amazing. Right, the, the guy came over, the guy over and chatted two or three times. Right, Jameson, that were really good. Well, so yeah, they took, yeah. took good yeah. So, then yeah. we moved on. I can't remember what pub that was we went to. Um, <laughs> the Bobar. 
the boba. boba. And I can't remember. I can't remember what pint I had in there. It was nice. I remember that. Phantasm. Yeah, the fierce boba. The one that we had. The one that I had on can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's right. Okay. And I remember the lassie. That that was my round, unfortunately, because the lassie came up when when she when she handed them to me. She was like, "You can these are like eight thirty five a pint." I was like, "Aye." aye. <laughs> so that was good. Fantastic. What did you have, Glenn? What did you have? I Gav decided to go go malty in the extreme and uh, had a whiskey. I mean, I was going to leave this to the end, but fuck it, we'll do it now. I um. Well, it's not really a long story, is it? You just it's not, went in all, it's not fed, my heat. fed whiskey got, by an idiot. Aye, <laughs> to the you, two guys. You met some good, the, the boys were dead on, to be fair. The boys were spot on with you. And they they after you, you well. They took you through a lot of whiskey tours. So you had a wee, uh, you had a wee bomber to start, and then you had the oh, second. Oh, stop! Is it? I had more than one. Aye, uh, that explains it. Mate. Your nose was never, your nose was never out that tumbler. I thought I was never doing. You were snifting like this, nifty, no. sniffing. I seen you. Always, well, maybe you just tried the second one then, but I seen you on this because that's. I came over thinking this boy's going to get poured into a. A, a bed later, um, and I wasn't far wrong by the sounds of it, but um, yeah, but the, the the boys were dead on, and uh, members at Glen Eagles, and we're getting a wee round up at, on the in the famous golf course and everything. Um, in fairness, I'll need to dig it up because I made them subscribe to the YouTube channel, so there's a strong chance you never know the night. To be fair, you were trying to send the boy a text message and couldn't work out how to send him a text message at one point, and I was thinking, oh, this has got terrible written on it. Basically, um, for people listening, I do not, I don't do well with spirits at all. Like me and spirits do not work ever, ever. Without any time I have, I've had vodka or shots or whiskey, it ends really badly, really badly. And whiskey for me is the absolute devil. So knowing that I had fucking more than one whiskey now makes a whole lot of sense why after we left there I remember fucking nothing. Mm -hmm. well, I put an apologies to the cleaner that had to come in and sort out the train carriage that yes. you I remember I unfortunately remember that a bit. Um I was good this is why I was leaving. You were good later. you were good value. You bought everybody a whopper which was good even though yeah. we never asked for it. And then with twenty five <laughs> With twenty five minutes still to go for the train, you gave us you sent everybody the the martyrdom text saying, Just leave me. I'll be fine. <laughs> I didn't realise I didn't realise that he that he had sent that when we still had like twenty five minutes left before the train. I thought it was ah, you were you were sitting trying to be you were sitting on a uh, benches in the middle of the station but where uh, Burger King and that is trying your luck at pigeon fancying. <laughs> me? Aye. <laughs> you try to get the stations. Your question that you asked me, you said, "Do you think there are pigeons in in Edinburgh Waverley Station that have lived their whole lives and never left Edinburgh Waverley Station?" You know <laughs> what is real? That was some philosophy. That's some deep questions. Like, oh my god! No, but you know what's really weird? You asked me that question, Carl, when we got off the train and we arrived in Edinburgh. You asked me the exact same question. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, oh, so that was fucking. I was getting regurgitated patter. That's no. awful. You must have been really struggling for things to say to me. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, so I don't remember much after that bar. But um, a good night was had by all. And, it, uh, oh, I, it was. Yep. Great to have the dream team together. Even if, even if half of them weren't drinking, but never mind. 
Okay, but her banter was still good, so that's all I'm yeah, right. Good chat all round. Um, you, were nearly, you were nearly put in the Caledonian sleeper. Aye. <laughs> it was across the platform, so it was platform 13. And uh, See, uh, we, kept looking at the, we kept looking at the Caledonian sleeper saying, I wonder how much, I wonder if you could sneak in and get a wee A wee, a wee bed for the evening. Uh, on it, um, <laughs> was that I hope nobody touches me up? Is that what you said? Oh, I was <laughs> Victor McDade. Victor McDade. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody English will not get that. What? Watch still game immediately. It's on Netflix. The problem with also the issue, I didn't eat anything stupidly. I, I don't know why I was having. Except your big whopper. Big whopper, and then obviously I stole a chicken one off you and the sort of I don't know why I didn't order it. I was already ate loads before I left the house, so I'm not needing it. Until you met the Glen Eagle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, but here, you won't be laughing if, the, if, we, if we get a comment on YouTube. Right. And say, Mate, I'm 100% still f- I'm making a play oh, for around the Glen Eagle, so that's for sure. I'm right. Right. I can, I'll chop it up. Um, Sad news this week, and it was, was it yesterday? I think it was announced the day before. Um, we're, we're losing Windswept. Uh, Windswept will be closing. A brewery we've had in the podcast about three years ago. Um, their beers are amazing. Um, yes, I'm cracking beers. Um, tornado um, amongst Wolf. the others. Wolf. Wolf. The Wolf is a hurricane. That's right. And they. The the wolf is the stalwart of the SIBA uh, festivals. Um, you can always guarantee there being at least one windswept beer at, at one of these uh, festivals. So real shame, real shame that those guys are closing up shop. And, and as we say, for most breweries, here's hoping that the brewing expertise and and experience doesn't just disappear into the ether. That that the guys manage to find brewing jobs and stuff elsewhere. And keep the keep the, the knowledge in the industry. Is that the period where we had the Russian stout, like the eight years? No, eight. no, I was brought in that gave I us. Was brought in, mate, did that. It's a tricky one because I, I feel so bad that we're we're losing another. It's a, a, another week, and we're having another one of these stories cropping up through the podcast. It's starting to do my head in a little bit. Um, totally, you can come to the stories yourself if you want. No, well, I, I, the story needs to be said, though, unfortunately. But that's what I'm saying. We're, we're giving out poor, like, negative information, like, no information. But, like, you know, we're up telling this, the story of a brewery that has kind of fallen uh, rather like than. I would rather be talking about what people are releasing and what's coming yeah. up and that kind of stuff but I, in a way i get it you know lossy mouth is a long way up you know you're talking about the top of scotland um it, and appreciate that nigel and the team of um you know they've obviously went to try and uh, like expand and grow and all the rest of it and you know build something that's not just for like lossy mouth and Inverness and the, the, the north have obviously tried to kind of get beers down into kind of dare I say the mainland. I know it's still the mainland, but any central Scotland and further south as well. Um, and 
it's just it's a, it's a hard thing to do and we've talked about export in the past and that's kind of how it is you know if you're shipping beer you know what we from edinburgh to lossy mouth must be what four hours but the thing is like you know see, see if you're see if you're shipping beer to spain or sweden or whatever you know you're going to be using an importer and you're going to be, who, who's then going to be distributing the beer at their cost so you're just you, you're shipping your beer in one go to another country but you're 100 mm-hmm. percent right i mean if you're if you've got a brewery in Lossiemouth, and you you're you know if you think about you know i'll go to get beer to aberdeen to glasgow to edinburgh it's these are all separate journeys separate you know lorries vans or whatever that's going to be a massive cost to try and distribute that beer you know to the four corners even to the four corners of scotland it's going to be tough for a small brewery to, to meet that cost i've never been i've never been in the um, the brewery but i know um i know one of the um, Discord members, if, and I, I probably should have looked this up before, so give him a, a bit of a shout out. Um, it was I, John had mentioned saying he was up there in October, um, and like saying, you know, f- fantastic setup and all the rest of it. And I can imagine because I've, I've been in Lost in Mouth for in a past life for work, and it's a beautiful wee spot, like a lovely wee town, right? And like you say, right in the water and everything. And, but, and you're obviously getting. You know tourist trade but get like tourist trade will be you know realistically think about the weather we're getting it's probably for six months of the year if you're lucky right. and mm-hmm. uh, and i don't know how many people stay in lossy mouth to be well i've well, got a local is there still, brewery is there still a um, airbase at lossy mouth or is that there, there was when i was up there the last time yet but um it's just sad news because it's and it's and it's it's really bad to say, but it's kind of the, the the kind of the cycle of this, isn't it? That someone steps out and there'll be someone else ready to you know buy the kit or move into the kit or look into taking it up, and hopefully, mm-hmm. what you said, Cal. Nearly that... seven thousand people in Lossiemouth. <laughs> Cheers, Captain Google. Uh, <laughs> but I think. Do you mean that's just stuff I know? Sorry, mate. Um, I appreciate that. And, uh, I've got, I've got other, I've got other populations as well. If you'd like them, I would love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I, thought, I thought Lossy Mouth was the most relevant. All right, well, that could be the new game. We'll just start shouting uh, random uh, cities out at uh, McGill and again. What's the uh, population of our broth, mate? Um, by the way, um, well, well, it reeked through my brain. Hi. It's just it's unfortunately the other the other stories I've got are as cheery. There's one I've got as cheery-ish, and then I'll leave that. I'll save that because the other thing that's popped up or what's happened. This is last year, 2023. Um, over 500 pubs closed in 2023. That's that's nearly 6,000 jobs lost uh, last year. Um, Some of the pubs are shite though. Some of the pubs are shite. You're no wrong. You're not wrong in that statement, Scott. Some but of the pubs sold carling. Does do government-wise do they need to be now be stepping up and and 
and try to help the brewing and the pub industry in terms of just because I mean it, it looks after nine hundred thousand jobs that um revenue wise in tax it brings fifteen million fifteen billion excuse me pounds in tax revenue. So it's not like it's not bringing in the fucking money. And some pubs around the country are little community hubs places and you lose them you just find it. But it's they need a VAT break, but I think that goes across hospitality. How, how does that like how does that work then for the, the I think that the problem is that the, the vast majority of pubs aren't owned by you know a landlord. No. It's, no. it's you know it's well, it's going to be the landlord pubs, it's the independent pubs you need to try and and, and that's and that's it. You know, are, are, are the government going to be able to step in and help these you know these independent businesses out? Yeah, I'll give you before Mark you check in as well because um, obviously you're in the industry yourself doing this job uh, every day because you're because um, <laughs> you're a big chip. <laughs> <laughs> um, a quote from. Uh, Emma McLaughlin, uh, Chief Executive of Emma McLaughlin. <laughs> Fucking search it if you want. Uh, Chief Exec of the British Beer and Bob Association. Go fuck yourself. Um, what is Emma saying? Go other than go fuck yourself. She said uh, at the at last summer's autumn statement, the Chancellor provided a number of measures to support the pub the beer and pub sector but now it's time to stop the rot and this budget we need to step set a path to secure long-term sustainability for brewers pubs with a cut to beer duty and a cap to the business rates is that uk wide or is that scotland because yeah, that's a different game altogether because scotland... sorry no well there shouldn't be a difference, and hopefully that's where you're going with that, right? But there is a difference in terms of tax and everything at the moment, whereas Scottish hospitality is taxed um, um, higher than it is down south in terms of uh, VAT um, and expenses and uh, the pressures that have been put on hospitality. I'm, I didn't really want to dive too far because I've kind of got to watch how I, what I say, I suppose. But like, I think help's required. I think over the last three years, we've said it plenty of times, that pubs that have been run properly are finding ways to survive. Pubs that have been run incorrectly are probably the ones that have closed, um, you know, and building up, um, you know, big debts and all that kind of stuff. And independent pubs, yeah, independent pubs are the ones that suffer because they don't have the backing of you know 400 500 2000 other pubs that can subsidize and take breaks and all the rest of it spread, and spread the, the load correct so, you, know, so, you know the, the company wide can can support a pub that's maybe running at a slight loss for a period of time you know you know and i'm not going to be as naive to think that that like see your um motion cures or, or whatever are going to allow a pub to run at a loss they would just shut it down um but i think Going back to your previous statement about about Scotland, I think the, the whole attitude towards alcohol is so, you know, archaic, and it's just you know the the legacy of the last ten years of 
government in this country is that that alcohol is evil, and you know I'm not I'm not under any illusions that 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 alcohol abuse is a problem in Scotland and the various other things that come off the back of that, but it needs to be targeted. So, you know, your independent pubs and you know properly run businesses, as you say, Mark, are being tarred with the same brush as your super strong ciders and you know dragon soups and all this buckfast and all this nonsense that that people buy to get rammed on a friday night and it's unfair and it's you know it's unsustainable and i, I don't think they're going to be happy until you know it's essentially a prohibition state the guy drinking five or six pints of best sorry in his pub at the in the community <laughs> pub or place around the corner or whatever on a Saturday isn't he the guy that is then needing lifted? Right. Just isn't he? No, yeah. no and I'm not saying there's no exceptions that prove that rule, but it's no that guy. Yeah. It's it's the dragon supers of the world. Yeah. The you Scott you you sent a link last last week and it was another I've seen another another article today. And it's basically saying that the pubs that are surviving that they're trying to survive are having to be having to be more diverse in what they're doing in terms of just an offering to the general public in order to survive. So and likes likes of uh, where we were on Friday, like having that you guys were uh, doing no and low and doing dry January, you guys had what four options which you wouldn't get in every every bar. You probably had more than four options actually. No, you would get the same three things as you dross or the one thing of dross non-alcoholic stuff that you get everywhere. And it would be the tide thing, the thing that makes you, the thing that makes the pubs that we like to drink in, and I think by we I mean everybody that's listening as well, mm. um, uh, is the fact that they're no tied to the brewery, but that then leaves them exposed. Or whoever it is, not the, necessarily the brewery, whether it's Younger's or... Um, and spoons or whatever it might be, it then leaves that independent pub exposed to all the negative things that happen in a market. So yes, they've got freedom of choice and they can stock whatever beer it is you recommend to them or whatever ones they fancy getting in so that you've got decent stuff to try. But that also leaves them exposed. So you've just got to kind of... They, they need a hand. It's got to be born in mind, I think. There was something mm. that popped up on my Facebook this week, right? And I was like, kind of like this conversation's triggered it again for for me. It was that um, one of the local Witherspoons, I think it was, had a pint of, and I probably should have scribbled the name down to this, right? But they had a, a well known um, uh, cask ale on sale, dare I say it, for the next couple of weeks. What was that? The Abbott Ale or something like that. It wasn't Abbott. It was some. I, I come. We give Google Gilroy's going for it by the looks of it. Um, so <laughs> Google Roy. Uh, no, I'm on. He's on. Looking uh, up on, how many calories are in my mash gang. All right. <laughs> uh, and they were selling the pint at ninety nine pence, right? And there was a couple of comments on the bottom of the trend, and it was basically. Um, and there was a few people that had that, that ran pubs and all the rest of it, and they were like, their point was, it's actually embarrassing that they can sell this beer at 99p, 
He says, it cost me near enough double the price in the glass before I have to think about yeah. staff and electricity and cleaning and all the rest of it. And it's like, how are pubs able to compete? And don't get me wrong, I, I totally understand the economy scale. You know, you buy, you promise to buy yeah. X amount of, you know, nine gallon casks or whatever it is and ship them across however many pubs you've got. I totally get it. And you can do a big chunky discount on that. But that's part of the problem as well that a, a local pub can't, even in the, in like January when it is like, Every pub is scraping GP. Every pub is thinking about where can I make X margin on this product? Can I like cut a, a few hours here so that we can like? It's so important that if if you if if you were the pub next door to them and you had Cascale on, but your Cascale was you know three quid on sale, and you know they're able to sell it at ninety nine p. It's and I, you know, it's tough going, uh, and I'm not one to just throw like throw shade at Witherspoons, you know, like oh, that's the one that just popped to mind. Yeah, you're 100 percent right, and and it's it's it was a range of 17 beer ciders and spirits, um, as well as soft drinks that are discounted um, to 99 pence between 3rd and 17th of January this year. Um, that's that that's one pound ten in Scotland because we've obviously got the the minimum price um, stuff but it's i mean it's the 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 ones that the that, that they've quoted here oh here we go carlsberg bud light guinness stouffer press dark berry cider stouffer press apple cider ruddles best worthington and spirits bell's whiskey gordon's gin duppy white rum um and then your um non in, in terms of non-alcoholic bex blue um ghost ship Brewdog, Punky, AF, then Heineken, Copperberg, and Erdinger. I mean, so like, it's a fair, it's a fair wacky stuff at ninety nine p slash one pound ten, you know. And fair enough. And and don't get me wrong, like that's a good thing because it's getting people out into the pub and trying to keep lights on and all the rest of it. The thing that annoys me is that like it makes it so difficult for others to compete. Um, with that, and I know that's the game during this period, you know. Yeah, it'd be interesting, it'd be interesting to state to you. I mean, you maybe again, Mark, would have more of an insight as in, into this, but I wonder, I wonder how much per pint, um, whether students pay for Guinness, for example. Hmm. You know, I, I can't be, I mean, I don't know, but it, it can't be. Well, mere than, it can't even mere than one fifty. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't know a number off the top of my head. Put it that way, like so, like picking a, a number is difficult. Uh, put it this way: getting beer sold in Witherspoons is a, a really difficult challenge for any brewer, right? Because they are so strict with. How much they pay for stuff, and in comparison to any other major <coughs> or, or pub or chain or whatever like that, their pricing is well under. But I know Guinness and I know Diageo are no the easiest to work with either. Did I say? And Guinness is, is coming through. Really, really bombard you with questions, Mark, and 
especially ones that and by all means, just, by all means, just you can kibosh this this question. It is like because you've half like I've seen it before where all these breweries and all these the people do and the big the really big breweries do like oh, if you buy two we'll give you fucking a bit of money in three. Um, no, it's over exaggerated. Buy two and you'll get four kegs for free and all that push. Is that does that make it fucking a ton harder for oh, smaller breweries to get in there? Because they're just doing stupid deals well. Now and we know we know breweries as well, the bigger ones who're affiliated with A B and Web and stuff, they'll be like, Oh I'll, I'll sort your cellar out and stuff, I'll cut it out and whatnot. Like so stock deals are quite common, right? They're quite common. Um and so stock deal would be you know over the course of the month if you buy you know if you buy two kegs a month you'll get a keg free or something like i don't know or two kegs a week you get a keg free every month or two months or three months or whatever and that's probably quite narrow um and the bigger breweries will tend to do like if you take a so i i know of like a big brewery that were like last year basically said We'll give you X amount of money if you agree to take our beer for six months. So they'll give you basically a blank check for a, 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 a chunk of money that would be quite um, handy for running a, bub, a pub for a bit of time, mm-hmm. paying wages and all the rest of it. And all you need to do is buy uh, our beer for six months. There's no catches, la di da da And it was as simple as, right, and they gave them their first keg as part of that offering free as well so you're getting an 88 pint keg which you're able to sell at you know five quid to six quid depending on where yeah. you are free margin plus cash in hand that's really difficult for a pub that is close that is you know how do we make extra gp work uh, how do we get more margin out of products work and this is where like coming back to what you were saying Gav, about stock deals it makes it really beneficial for um, pubs and stuff for um, as well that they're then able to say right well if I'm getting free stock over a course of a year even if it's one a quarter for example that's four kegs I can build into the price and if when I'm paying it so like four over a year is probably not going to make too much of a difference but even if instead of you just saying right I'm going to get um, 400 pounds worth of margin and um, March and uh, July and September and then December, you can iron that twelve hundred quid out basically over yeah. the course of the year, which makes your pint price cheaper. Which then you know, like so you're you can, build, you can yeah. build that in over the course of the year. So you, if you think about the bigger breweries are able to throw like, and again, I've never worked for a, a, like a macro brewery, so I don't know how how aggressive people can be in terms of stock. I know for a fact that, you know, garden furniture and, um, you know, cutting out cellars and, you know, <laughs> re- revamping bars and, you know, it's all part of the game, mate, and that's the one that's the... It's it just the, seems mad to me, like, it just seems like they'll, they'll literally just offer you everything and anything. I just think, I mean, to, to come back to Witherspoons, I, I just think that this is just a, a gimmick. Really, I mean, it's two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's eight hundred pubs, but it's two weeks. It's probably the quietest two weeks of the year for for everybody. Right. So, and it's so probably everybody, stock they're getting ready for Christmas too. Exactly, exactly. Right. 
you know, it's no, they're no, they're no buying shit in for 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 this particular two weeks because they're going to no. be busy and all the rest of it. So, I just think it is what it is, and yeah, it's 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 getting them in the news and it's you know it's getting. But that's it. It's playing the it's game. Getting, it's getting coverage, and you know, I think Witherspoon's what's his name, Nick. What's his? Oh, for, for, He's been along here. Aye, um, I can't remember. Mr. Spoon. Aye, um, been... I think he uh, he just love he, he he loves to be hated. You know I, what I mean? I think he's, he's like he's like the guy. He's like the boss of Ryan here. Like he just he just loves mm-hmm. he, you know he likes the negative press because he just he just thinks to himself, well, you know, I don't care because you know I'm the I'm doing I'm, anyway. You know, know the pubs the pubs are going to be full everywhere. You know, and 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 it's that culture. It's that culture like that's so ingrained in this country, as you know, cheap, 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 cheap. And yeah. you know, I went. I, I remember I went into a Wellerspoons, probably pre. Is it? Might have, might have been just after the lockdown, so maybe twenty one or something like that. <laughs> and I was I was with my family, and we ju- we just went in because it was like close and. You know, it's cheap food, and you know, fuck it. You know, we 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 needed some grub. And I'm at the bar ordering, and there was a guy came in, and he was complaining because his pint of um, Stuart's Pentland IPA was one ninety nine, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And and he's he, he was able to get that in his pub for one forty nine or something. I'm saying, Matt, I'm, I'm standing there and I'm like biting my tongue. I'm just begging to turn around and say, mate, you understand that that beer is brewed like 10 miles away and or less than 10 miles away. And, you know, the, the brewery's probably losing money by mm-hmm. providing it to um, Witherspoons and you're moaning because it's costing you two quid for a fucking pint in Edinburgh. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's probably it's, it's less than half the price of what you would pay for a pint of cask anywhere else in the fucking city. Get a grip of yourself, but that's the that's what you're working with, and that's why Willerspoons will always be in business and always stay in business well, because I, it's cheap as fuck. They're not going anywhere. They're not going. Anywhere. I'll let you boys tee up uh, a second beer while I tell everyone about um, a little beer festival coming uh, March the 9th to do, two towns down in Paisley's Craft Beer Festival at the Thomas Coates Memorial Church, Saturday the 9th of March, uh, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. Tickets are £12 each for an adult, must be 18 and over, obviously. Um, you're going to have breweries such as Duket Upfront, STF, Dead End Brew Machine, Dog Falls will be there as well. Shillings and Brewton will all be there. All right, like I said, 9th of March, head over to their Instagram page and get a link to go and get yourself a ticket for the 9th of March uh, to Townsdown Paisley Craft Beer Festival. Sounds like an old bad wee festival. Good lineup, to be fair. And the are they is it in the Paisley Town Hall again, or is it? Well, yeah, I'll, well, I'll just, just say the whole the whole advert again, so you can hear what I said. No, ah, it'd be amazing. Thanks. Sorry. Aye, uh, two towns down uh, Paisley Craft Beer Festival at the Thomas Coates Memorial Church Saturday oh, night. Church. Thanks very much. That's all right. So where is it? It's in Paisley, mate. It's in the graveyard. Um, it's a good lineup, um, and it's it's nice to see them supporting. We've just spoke about it. Local, it's all local breweries, yeah. um, or all Scottish breweries. Obviously, 
uh, Dogs Falls and uh, Bruton will be making a, a slightly longer trip than the likes of uh, STF and uh, Duket. Um, however, it's nice to see uh, them, them all supporting, uh, supporting one another. Um, can I tell you about my beer? Because it's fucking ace. So, what have you opened? Um, it's Cult from uh, Mashley and the gang. Um, it's um, Mashley and the gang. Mashley and the gang. Right? Um, it's the Hazy Paleo. And honestly, this is this is fucking delicious. So, uh, super super delic nectar on and Nelson Savine is the hop um, um, combo for this, and it's juicy. It's it packs a punch in terms of flavour. It's like melony. It's mangoey. It's um, it's kind of got a dare I say like a kind of boiled sweetie like like vibe to it as well. Um, it's it's probably the best beer I've had this month so far. To be honest, oh, with really? it's, like, it's bro. Are you, are, you, are you getting so like obviously we always say with these beers like obviously mouth feel and stuff and they don't they don't feel thick they just feel mattery and i know where some of the max gang stuff i had before they don't feel like that at all what's it's, it's not like it's thicker than most non-alcoholic beers so that's the best way to put it um, but, the, but the body's always going to lack there's no heart there's, there's no oh, way about right. it but what it makes up for and like Put it this way, I've had 4% beers that have had this body in it and haven't had this volume of flavour in it. In terms of, it's, the hops just sing, like, honestly, um, it's just, it's really, really tasty. And as a a non-alcoholic um, beer, it's it's just, it's, it's bro, honestly, it's really good. Sounds good. Uh, another master number from yourself, Gilbert. I think I see that cheeky little vault city fucking emblem. Yeah, so I'm having the To the Stars, which is the <laughs> cherry lime blue raspberry popsicle mm. beer. Um, it, it literally tastes like a melted ice lolly. It's a rocket, rocket lolly. Really good juice. <laughs> but that's exactly what it tastes like. It's like a, it's like a. We were talking on Friday about ice blast. It's a bit right. like an ice blast. Um, we were talking about hot water, but this is like if this had fizz to it, it would, uh, more fizz to it, more carbonation. It would be an ice blast, but it's like one that you've left to melt. It really does taste like that. They've done a really good job. You get the lime. You definitely get some blueberry punch in there as well. Um, a bit of cherry. Uh, blue or blue raspberry and um, it's got that kind of almost like tang fastics or fizzy sweeties like fizzy laces uh, the blue astro belts if you've ever heard blue astro belts that kind of um that kind of flavor to it it's really really good really well done you can tell that obviously vault are no uh, strangers to a, a weird and wonderful flavor and neither is uh Marcy either so um i a classic well it is a, it is a classic this is the is it five five eighty six or this They've done a fair whack of these. Uh, fifth release of our six-part sour alcohol-free series taking uh, inspiration from the iconic red, white, and blue American popsicle. 
there you go. Oh, no, okay. There's one more to go beyond this, um, and it's excellent. It really does. It's a that's a proper, cool idea. Proper popsicle in a glass. I only had a mouthful of that one. It was Lynn's had that just because it's had kind of sour vibes. So I had a mouthful mm. of it. And I thought it was all right. Um, I felt like it was a wee bit diluting juicy, but mm. I had, like I say, I had a, I had a mouth in between. Um, but Lynn's, she really liked it. There is a, let's mm-hmm. see. It's so, good yeah. stuff. I'm looking forward to trying the, the other random ones, the other kind of random soury type ones as well. And obviously I'll have the, I was having chug earlier just because everybody else had had it. I thought I'd better get out of the road, put my opinion forth on it. Um, but I'll go back to the other pails and the other sours that I've got. I've got a couple different for you, so um, looking forward to trying them as well. Good, good. Uh, slightly, sorry, no, okay. I was gonna say, were you slightly disappointed that you didn't get any stouts or any of the thyle? Yeah. I know I wanted some of that stuff, but the the stout in particular came out after we had already watched stuff. Oh, so I'd be annoyed at that. I'll probably go on like I, I would if I see it in a bottle shop when I'm reading like some sort of <coughs> person mm. probably on the around about the third of February. Uh, a bottle shop's website. I maybe grab a couple of cans, just in amongst a in amongst a sizable. Alcohol plenty um, order. I'll probably get a couple of cans, so I'd love yeah. to try it to see what it's like. What would be your sale, Gav? What are you on? I've not long finished uh, a super marshy beer, so that every time I come up the road, um, I'm, I make an effort to up the road, up the road to up go to either road. one of the any of the supermarkets, whether it be Morrison's, Tesco, Aldi, whatever. I make an effort to go to one of those while I'm up and just grab a, grab a handful of the beers and bring them back to the road. I honestly feel like north of the border, craft beer is in supermarkets is a lot better. But you, there's a, a strong chance you guys will come to us and you, you would say the exact same thing. It's different. You'd become different. Yeah, it's different, exactly. So I picked up... Um, from Aldi, um, Fierce is uh, cloud cover, hazy IPA. It's seven point four percent, seven point four percent. Hazy IPA. Surprise, surprise! Another supermarket hazy IPA. Um, it's an Aldi number, so one seventy, I think, at best. So I'm not expecting to be blown away by this. It, in fairness to it, it doesn't taste like seven point four percent at all. Um, maybe a four percent beer. To be fair, so it's quite a dangerous one. A wee bit pithy, kind of citrus. Are we sure it's got four percent? Aye, there's a strong <laughs> chance, to be honest. Um, it's nice enough. It does the job. It's a craft, crafty-ish beer, rather than having like a tenants or anything like that. So I can't shit on it because I know the price. What the price point is? It's seven point four percent. It's it's fine. It's it's it is fine. I've had two of them, and I'm I've I've had them as just like beers after I finished work, or I've got or I've, been, or I've came back in the house and I just want to be a quick beer to chill or whatnot. I've I've had them as that, and it's been fine. I'm not expecting to be blown away by it. It does its job, and it's fine. That's the kind of you need. You need fridge fillers like that, I suppose, is probably that's, the best way to put it. it. Yes, fridge fillers, perfect. You know, that are 
they are they are complicated beers. I don't want to do them a disservice because obviously no. there's skill that goes into it. But you know, you think at one seventy nine, if it misses the mark, then fair enough. I just these beers annoy me, like because I feel that they do the brewery a slight disservice, and because we expect you know the best from fierce. I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm not going to regard. I'm not going down my supermarket rant this year. Um, it's, but it's that that's the best way to describe it. It's a frid, a fridge filling beer. It's just easy drink, bish bash bosh, no thinking drinking, which we said before. Does what it does. Um, I, I agree with you. It, if you're new to that brewery and you're trying to explore craft beer, you might not go and have a fierce again. But anyway. Uh, it's probably Cal, probably cool because it's probably a great oh, introduction it's, to them. But yeah, it's Cal, a it's, it's, it's. No, Cal, you're looking at either really wheaty or uh, some of them a bit uh, more uh, a bit lighter. Oh, <laughs> nothing, nothing really much to say for me. It's it's uh, a rice beer from Bro. Aldi, and it's you know Gav said that a second ago. It's no thinking drinking. Um, you know, one sixty nine for. 500 mil bottle, 5% wheat beer, and it's it is just it's everything you would expect for a, for a wheat beer. It's you know, that's my uh, that's going to be a first purchase, a big purchase near the end of the month for me. It will be clear the clearer, clearer shelf of the 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 wheat beer because at 169, I think it is. The best value for money beer in the supermarket for four. Uh, it's, right, it's right up there with the with the pills as well. I, I like the pilsner. Um, one forty nine. It's just, you know, it, it's it's a no brainer. You know, you go in, go in, if you're going into Aldi for your messages, and there's some on the shelf, which doesn't always, which doesn't always happen. You know, mm-hmm. particularly at my local Aldi in Bathgate, it's um, it's quite common to go in and see those shelves empty, um, which just goes to show that's that it's it's popular and for good reason i really i mean it's it is no thinking drinking and it, but but it's it's quality stuff um mm-hmm. and you know so right i've got two more two more um lines of discussion one i'll leave one because it, it might spark a debate and the other one is just funny to be honest um right. and completely unbeer related what's so ever um you may have seen the last week, can't miss the bank of last week. Um I'm not gonna try and pronounce the, this gentleman's surname from Ghana, but his first name is Patrick. Um Pat Patrick decided to try and break the world record standing. This. Did you see it? <laughs> he attempted standing record. World standing record and what was called a standathon. So he was attempting to stand for seven days. This is in Ghana. Um, he last he quit after four hours. So he signed up. He's got people. He's got people signed up, and I I, I can only assume sponsored them and whatnot to do this week week long standathon. He lasted four hours, and then we probably realised the fucking cooker was on or some shit. I didn't see that. I was had <laughs> Well done, Patrick. It was, like, was, it was it was proper though. It was a, an official Guinness World Record attempt. So what, was there the guy there with the clipboard in that? Yes, everything. It was so funny. There was like a somebody had done a, a, 
one of these like kind of short documentaries, if that's the best way. I can't even call it a documentary on it. But basically, I'm going to do this and <laughs> the build up and seeing people get there and you know, um, that was like they had a like a carpet thing down, so it had like mm-hmm. a you know like an anti fatigue mat and all that kind of stuff on it, and you know the whole booner it was in and. And, and the video was brilliant so it started the video starts and it's like as he goes quick and it's one second two seconds three seconds four and everybody was like quatum and all the rest of it you know the usual stuff like oh, kind of getting stuck in and then the video then cuts and you think oh we'll be coming back at you know the first day of and it comes back, and then it was just like you see him like on the floor, and it was like four, like get, like packs it in after four hours because his feet hurt or something. It's like, like, well, well did you not maybe like maybe try and stand for four hours to see how you felt? You would have a couple of dummy runs first, wouldn't you? Right. Like just, to, I don't want to use the word train because it just sounds daft to say, "Ah, oh, I'm training for a standathon." Like I don't, I'm not quite sure what you do, but like, I have a wee couple of dummy runs at least. To see, <coughs> or can I last? Can I last? Can I last three days? I'm alright. I'm safe. Aye, good. So we're doing that rather than our beer mail. Then is that the next thing? We we'll just stand and drink. Okay. Oh, I can manage no, that. But no, but you need to stay in a, a certain. Aye, it's like a wee. Yeah. That'd be interesting. How many pints can you drink standing? With it moving. Well, obviously you can. You're able to move your feet, but you know without walking anywhere, just stand in a in a, you know maybe like a, a foot circle. Stand. Can I have a catheter in? (laughs) Oh, big guy. Yeah, yeah. Or a or a bucket. Just a bucket. A bucket. Get 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 the. A truckload of the cardboard push tubes that you get at the hospital. Yeah. I can get a few. Well, you didn't even go to extremes of fucking getting a catheter in, Christ. A shiwi. Well, I'm, I'm mm. just doing it professionally. Like this boy did. I'm not, if you're the Guinness boy's coming out, I'm getting a catheter put in. Cool. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting a shiwi. I go with a shiwi and it'll just bake the bar up to here. With your yeah. pint on there like that, and that way you mm. can pee to your heart's content. But, well, but I think yeah, you can yeah, yeah. I think the rules that would need to stipulate you can't be leaning on the bar, you have to be standing, you can't be leaning on the bar, or anything like that. No, you, you can't to... lean. No, or can you lean? It's leaning allowed. Oh, oh, it's no, a lean, it's no, not a leaning record, it's a standing record. No, it's the propping up, it's the propping up the bar championship trophy. <laughs> right. if, it, well, if it's bar propping, you've got to be able to lean. I think if you go bar pro- if it's bar propping, then pints wise, you're, you're doubling your pints easy. So you're going, I can maybe day four or five stand. Because you can lean. Can I, can I day. Nah, because you can lean, just fucking. Oh, I reckon I could, I could comfortably hit double figures. Hmm. Leaning or standing? Standing. Only. Can you have kebabs? Comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go again. We take. We take a simple topic and turn it into an absolute ridiculous challenge. Of can I? Can I? Can I just? Can I just take a minute to back on beer? I, I, I'm. Uh, I'm forgetting. With the, I'm going to say with the exception of Putty, the best beer that I had on Friday night. Mm. 
it was the first beer that I had on Friday night. Um, we went into Gavin and I oh, after the after the, the the arduous effort of climbing the stairs to exit Waverley Station. We went to Bohemia um, and propped the bar up there. Um, and I seen Stuart's Nitro eighty shilling. Um, so eighty shilling on keg essentially. Um, and oh my days was that a fucking good pint and it, it was so smooth silky it was just perfection in a glass and i move over Belhaven, move over caledonian move over any other session beer that was just outstanding so I'm props to Stuart for that it was smooth as fuck I went for an unfiltered burger, which was that's so that's superb. I could sit and have I have done it. I've sat there and I've I've sat and had had team pints of that and thought I didn't need to go anywhere else. The unfiltered mm, burger, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. To be honest, the glass, the, uh, the tank of yeah, the glass, lovely, yep. superb. It's a Sweet great pour. Exactly. Thank the you. um oh before you move on because Brahimia uh, did the the beer and the. Um, the beer tanks. I yes, saw two beer beer tank trucks the day outside. Um, uh, was it Malone's? Just in the on the corner, just up for the jolly botanist, walking up to the office. They look like windy cleaners vans. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> with the tanks sitting in them. I was like, so that, it's like that's a bucket wash van. And then it mm. was like, no, no, tank beer. I was like, what? <laughs> then we, so we were, we we were vans with the open back on them. We were talking about while we're in there, like. We were like, oh, so are they just gimmick things or like? No, no, they're they're proper stuff. Like, I like, I like that. I like that they had, you know, the Budvar on tank opened on with the chalkboard yeah. again, and, and you know, they've got they've got the, the two Budvars on tank. They've got the um, innocent gun beer on tank. They had, I'm sure they had another. Sure. Or innocent gun will be in there for sure. Aye, that's what I say. Yeah. Innocent guns. Yeah. They had innocent gun on tank. Um, they used to have Pelosi, but I don't think Pelosi's in there anymore. <coughs> aye, so it's a great idea. It really is. Aye, it's a great idea. Can I just on that? Like you mentioned Budvar a couple of times, but uh, I suppose it's a little plug for um, our first episode in February. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be joined by Brandon Bassett, um, Radim from Budvar, who's going to sit and talk us through all things. Um, but very, but We're going to need to try and get a hold of some non-standard budva for that podcast. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure that could be arranged. So we'll get that sorted out, and uh, yeah, I'm well, really looking forward to that one. That's going to be awesome. But, um, what a massive deal it is for us to get to oh. on the podcast. It's going to be good. We're very, very good. Basically, February's the month we're going to be kicking off all the guests. We're going to hear some guest speakers coming on the podcast and Bruce jumping on, chat with us. If there's ones or anybody you would love to hear from and hear on the podcast, send us a message um, and we'll reach out and see if we can get them on. Um, I heard an interesting one um, today, actually. Um, given it's January, so I mean, it's probably, I'm probably a bit late, but it's uh, a brewery called Clean Break. Mm. Um, a non-alcoholic brewery. Um, they've only got one beer at the moment. Um, then they only started last year. Um, then they've got an IPA. 
Um, yeah, I had I had to put them on. I had to put them on another podcast. Um, they getting a, getting a shout out from uh, from another podcast. Sorry, you um, listen to other podcasts. Yeah, unfortunately, there are there are other podcasts out there. Um, so yeah, I think we might uh, make send them a wee message and try and get try and get them on just for a wee blather. Um, Found them, about, followed them. Oh, you yeah, know what podcast you heard them on? The parent parent and girl. Yep, yep. Rob Rob Beckett and Joshua they come yeah. gave them a shout out um, on the Parent and Hell podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean the one I think the, the boys won a silver award for his for his IPA um, at, at uh, some beer awards. So it'll be interesting to, to try it and have a chat. No, definitely sounds good. We'll reach out see if we get them on the podcast. Um, I, um, it's not a depressing topic, but it's one that's going to pop up again. It's one we, we spoke about a lot last year, and we debated online uh, on YouTube with Lords Brewing. And aye, it, it just got suspended to DRS. It's going to be fucking happening, whether we like it or not, um, DRS wise. But it is taking effect in Ireland. And there has been effects, and there's breweries that are having to make changes. And the reason I bring it up is Lakara, a brewery that I've had through Bruiser, mm-hmm. sampled the beers and, and loved every single one of them. Blue, blue Pool. Was the one that sticks in mind from last year. Um, Lakara have stopped supplying the Republic of Ireland with beer because of DRX, um, and it's something that's going to that's going to prop up with us in Scotland. <laughs> I say us for you guys, and right. in fact, vice versa. Actually, now I think about it. Um, it means you're not getting beer over the or the over the border. Simple as because the, the the bottles, the glasses are not going to be able to be yeah. returned. Um, because from what I've looked, I've tried, I've only done like very quick research. It only got postponed, but fuck all still happened about it. Oh, I've not done anything about it since then because I've got other things to worry about, like how it's where, where to stash the um, motor What's that messages? WhatsApp the messages? Who's doing, what, who's doing uh, what with WhatsApp messages and things like that? Uh, and submitting them and no submitting them and no, caravans. They need, and, they need to take, they need to take a. Uh, an hour and a half at the end of each day to delete all their WhatsApp messages uh, for their phones. Um, That's between three and five. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Which the, um, is funny. It's serious. And, 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 and there's there's the there's the nightly debate, as Scott said, there's the nightly debate about who gets to take the motorhome away at the weekend. Um, <laughs> and Humza's Humza's got it up and lock a fucking <laughs> Rannick this weekend, so. Um, Swinney's Swinney's got a book to it next weekend. And, uh, so main thing is, I've paid for that again. Uh, no, very, very true. Are we not just going to end up when this, like, the new date comes around in it. the fucking exact same situation? And you've jumped the gun right. there, but is it, are we just going to end up the same shithole we were before? Yes. Yeah. Yep. The crazy thing is the amount of money that's been spent on it by supermarkets and stuff like that to get themselves ready with their recycling cans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Yep. They're they're, they're refurbishing their car parks, they're building facilities on site at their supermarkets for um, to to accommodate this DRS and then it gets postponed. And, you know, like it or not, that's getting passed on to the consumer, you know. Yeah. 
Definitely. It's just anyway. it, it just push, it just feels like we're pushing that problem down the line for it to be the exact same shithole that it's in. And we're it's still the same with the, also had the same problem, didn't they? It needs to be the whole of the it needs to be the whole of the UK. The, the, I would extend that to the British Isles. Need right. to do it all together at the same time because it's brutal. Yeah. Know that, and I don't think for a second that the people in the Republic of Ireland will be upset that Lacada are no longer sending them beer. No, no. and that's nothing. No, but it's the tip of the iceberg, though, isn't it? But, it's the tip right, of the iceberg. It's one of many, but there's. It's just it's awful for the breweries in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland's obviously a wee place. They find well, it difficult to get beer into the UK at times, and there was a good market for them in in the south. And to shut but, that off on the basis of what you're allowed to bring yeah. in is shite. Yeah. But to bring the conversation full circle, uh, you know, we, we spoke earlier on about, about independent pubs suffering where, you know, pubs owned by massive breweries and all the rest of it are going to suffer. Yeah. The, 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 the likes of Heineken and Carling and, you know, Peroni or whatever it is, beer, you know, companies that are shipping beer to the Republic Ireland, they're not really going to be caring about DRS because no. that those costs and everything are going to get absorbed elsewhere. So it's 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 only that it's only the independent and and you know small scale people that are going to be suffering, and that's just the way it is. It is. And, um, it's like I say, kick a problem in the road where it's just going to affect. <laughs> The, the I don't want to say that the small people in the market, but it is to be fair. Right, I think we should maybe draw. I think we should maybe draw this episode of uh, the Depression Fridge podcast to a close. If you've managed to, if you've managed to last this long, um, then, then we appreciate you. We, we, we appreciate the support. January, and, uh, January's a shite month. Aye, I mean it's even it's even so depressing that that podcast members are dropping off. In their droves. Um, oh, we're only the different. How many uh, cameras are we going to use? How many cameras are we using? He's about to go to crotch. He's about to go to crotch cam. I think. He keeps jumping in time. He keeps jumping in time as well. well, well like, Gav, every well time Gav, you go back to your other camera, you go back to the nineties, Gav. Well, Gav. Uh, no, the, the issue, the issue yeah. is, it's because um, it's bro- it's blowing a fucking hoolie outside, and internet cable goes from goes from. I need to take cable that I, I take through the door and it goes to the windy and it's fucking I can imagine it just fucking going around. Oh, there it goes, going round and round and round. Round and round and round and round. It went that quick. Cool. How does it go right round, baby, round? If it disappears again, um, I might I might have to I might have to make a stab at the outro of this podcast. No no no. No, 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 I'm back. Don't worry, I'm back. Right. Well, do, your out, do your outro before you disappear again, and then oh, we'll okay, 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 okay. Um, As always, whenever you've listened to this podcast, make sure to subscribe, hit the ding link to be notified of all the latest episodes. You can show support by dropping a five-star rating, or show your official support by going to patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast. Uh, for myself, Gavin, Scott, Callum, and Mark, who he's, he has probably vanished, by the way. Um, until next time, cheers, bye. Good move, folks.